This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. Wizardamusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. You are listening to the Blockade Podcast. I am your host, Shut Your Trap, aka Chris Freebus. Joining me, as always, my co-host Jared Morgan. G'day, Chris. How's things today? Things are peachy keen, I must say. That's good. They pretty much uh, like that for me as well. Yes, I, I'm. Uh, I just got a new T-shirt in the mail that I had uh, ordered up. It is. Uh, I love all things aliens, and uh, when I say aliens, I mean the movie Aliens, not uh, Little Green Men Aliens. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I got a new, uh, t-shirt that, uh, looks like the alien is on all fours. It's all cutesy drawing. Kind of looks like a My Little Pony to the point that it even has the logo that says My Little Alien. My Little Alien. Yes. <laughs> so. Cool. If you have a link to that, we can put it in the show notes. Just send me the link and I'll chuck it in. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can look at it. The campaign for the shirt uh, has already ended. I don't know if you ah, can yeah. buy it anymore. But yeah. they were actually running uh, the site that does this um, has been doing all sorts of alien related shirts. About every two weeks, they put a new one up. It's very similar to what we have going on with represent.com with our blockade shirt. Uh, this was a completely different website, but it's the exact same thing where it's a campaign that runs for an X amount of time. Anybody that gets in their orders within that limited amount of time, then uh, the campaign yeah. ends. And that's the end of that shirt, basically. Yeah, right. It's like limited run stuff. They're pretty mm-hmm. cool, actually, because if you if you see something you really like, you know it's going to be done pretty quick and you'll get it. I think T-Fury do that type of thing um, as well. There's a site called – there's plenty of websites that do T-shirts out there, of course. <laughs> Truth be told, I've seen the some of the logos that they've had with the Alien shirts. I've seen them on other websites, um, I think mm. Busted Tees or Think Geek, um, something of that nature. But yep. – um, it's, uh, and at those times they've been maybe a little less expensive, uh-huh. uh, cause this was 20, 21 bucks. So after shipping, it wound up being 26 bucks, I think okay. for the shirt. Um, so I've, this, I've certainly gotten t-shirts for less, but mm. it's right there in the price point of what we were selling our shirt for. I mean, it's exactly the same price actually, I should say. Yeah. So uh, for anybody that's not being able to do those, uh, you know, I was trying to sell a shirt and can't promise a mass number of shirts being sold. I think this is the smart way of going because you're not having to be stuck with a whole bunch of shirts. And, you know, you might not actually make as much money if you do like the bulk run of shirts and like get 20 of each size and then have to sell them afterwards. I think the profit margins for that are higher. I think we looked into that. Yeah. But, the risk is a big thing. Like you just don't know how many people would actually want to do it. I mean, we, if we went down that path and bought 20 of each size, we would have been left holding a pile of inventory that no one's really wanting to buy. Right. And it's better as well because then you can go, well, you know, this design isn't working. Um, if we have a, a graphic uh, designer on stuff, which we both don't, <laughs> <laughs> we could actually go, right, well, let's like throw up a different design or something like that. Do what the um, the Double Danger team do because they've got great shirts. They've got a couple of their shirts. Awesome stuff. Um, and yeah, they just throw up a new design every now and again, keep it fresh. So that's a really, yeah, that's really good as far as like keeping the risk down. 
again. Well, so since yeah. we're talking about it right now, I might as well just throw out our link. If you want a blockade t-shirt, go yeah. to represent.com forward slash blockade dash shirt. Pick one up. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. Hey, uh, so you informed me this week that a uh, certain podcast has taken issue with us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was listening <laughs> to the boys from uh, the Pinball Podcast, Don and Jeff, and they were uh, suggesting that um, we um, we are the reason why Farsight does everything they do. Because it's just the, the vocal... <laughs> well, everything that they, they, they do, not just uh, pricing. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's the vocal minority are the ones that control what... Uh, Farsight Studios do, which really is is not true at all. No. Um, so, um, yeah, I think the points they raised. I'm trying to remember what they were talking about, um, but it was to do with the fact that you know we advocate for um, <laughs> we advocate for uh, the high prices um, because you know, like with regard to stern pinball and stuff, like I think at one point we said, you know, I, I remember me saying that, you know, I'd be happy to pay 30 bucks for a table for. Um, yeah, that was you. Thing. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and that's only because for me, um, I don't have access to stern pinball tables. So 30 bucks down here in Australia with the, the price per play is, you know, it's two bucks a game for a brand new stern. So that's 15 plays on a real pinball machine. Paying 30 bucks for me is nothing. Because you know, longevity-wise, I have it forever, and I can play it as much as like it's like. Okay, so you're, right now, Jared, you're you're digging a hole for yourself. You're mm. uh, you're you're proving the point of what these gentlemen were uh, were saying. So yeah, but that doesn't mean that's my opinion. That doesn't mean <laughs> that doesn't mean that Farsight's going to do it because it's one person out of like, or eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar eight hundred and fifty player base at the moment. <laughs> I'm not an influencer. <laughs> Sorry. Here's, I'd like to think. Here's here's the deal. We uh I would be happy to pay two dollars and fifty cents per table, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to take on Zen's pricing model, I would not discourage it in the least. However, no. I'm also aware of certain realities, and that is at a certain price point, we just plain won't get tables. So yeah, that's right. I'm I'm very much aware of of what kind of prices will get us the kind of tables that we're now asking for. And mm -hmm. when it comes to the Stern tables, we can either have them do a Kickstarter for every single table that is Stern, which I'm pretty much on record as saying I hate the Kickstarters. <laughs> so yeah, I really don't like them either. And no, I, I don't like them at all. I don't like the message that it sends out. And I would rather Farsight charge a little more per table then beg us every single time because that's what it amounts to me. It's it's to me, it's passing the hat yeah. and I would rather them charge a little bit more and have everybody have to pay into this and then us get the table rather than having it being Kickstarter where we've got then there's because it, it kind of creates a divide. You get those people that push the money into the Kickstarter and then feel that they're better than everybody that didn't pay. And then you've got all the people that are like, well, there's no way in, in hell that I'm going to pay into a Kickstarter. Farsight should be poning up the money themselves, especially exactly. since the table's just going to come anyway because they're pretty much counting on the fact that the Kickstarter people are going to fund the thing. So yeah. we've yet to have an instance where it hasn't been funded. And if a Kickstarter was not funded, I can imagine that both sides would then be at absolute war with each other and hating Farsight in the process. So my point is, get rid of the Kickstarter completely. 
stop that uh, tension that it creates in the community from even being a thing. So, yeah, I believed that by raising the price and based off of what Farsight had said in the past, where they were saying, oh, I'm, I think it goes back as far as Twilight Zone, where they're saying, hey, we're right. going to need, we would need to charge $10 a table if we didn't do the Kickstarter. And hey, look at look at how much these new Sterns are, at least on Gear VR. Who knows if the price will change? I doubt it. But anyway, it's 10 bucks for a new table. So exactly. the other thing that I'm thinking is, is that Stern obviously does not want this to prevent their table sales. No. So I think it is that fine little dance of what makes all parties happy. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very tricky thing. I mean, I like Don and Jeff said that you know they really wanted they expect to pay something like Zen prices um, for the tables, um, or you know even I think they suggested ninety nine cents for a table. Which you know, can you imagine? There, there are some ninety nine cent tables out there on Google Play, but there's nothing I want to play for ninety nine cents. Um, so you know, there is a, a minimum viable amount of money that the studio needs to be able to function and that well is, you gotta you gotta think too every single table that is sold a portion of that sale goes to the licensor and yeah, the licensor right. i don't think is going to be none too happy with being told hey we just discounted your license yeah, so um, you're going to get x amount there's probably agreement in place about how much revenue they need to pay back to belly williams yeah. and the other stakeholders like stern so that would play a part in the price that they have to set. Um, and it's also the, the issue of exchange rates as well. Like for me, like the advertised price over here in Australia is, is higher than it is over in the US. Like a season pass, I think it's something like 35 or something or 30. Yet, you know, I will be paying about 40 over mm-hmm. here for it because of exchange. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Like they've got to have a set amount of money to make ends meet. And that is the reality of it. So... But to answer John and Jeff's, um, to retort to John, Don and Jeff's comments, I think like they're right in the perspective that if Farsight were able to lower the prices, they would arguably probably get more players in um, and would satisfy those players that maybe are on the fence about paying five bucks a table. Um, but that's kind of a risk when you don't really know. It, for them to do that, they need to adopt a volume sales model. And I don't think at the current position they're in at the moment that that's something they could really sustain. Like, you know, for example, if they halved the price, they would need to get double the amount of people purchasing all the table packs, right, to make ends meet with the current expenses. So, you know, it's all well and good to say, yeah, halve the price, make it cheaper. But, you know, the the scale of sales that they need to achieve to do that just wouldn't sustain them, I don't think. Well, I mean, you got to figure that uh, any of the past builds are now gravy, you might say. Yeah. You know, there was a certain point where they hit where it's, you know, hey, we've reached this amount of sales. We have now officially paid for all development cost and, you know, time spent on that particular table. So you would arguably say, hey, season one could be discounted heavily uh, because it's already paid for itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also the argument, and this this happened a lot with when Steam would put stuff on sale, like an indie company would put a game on sale for, you know, 99 cents that normally was 10 bucks. And all of a sudden they'd get just a huge amount of sales on it. Well, Mm. that company was trying to make a name for themselves, get into a headline, you know, make people have their game and get it part of a discussion. 
with pinball, well, there's really only three options out there right now, right? I mean, there's Pinball Arcade, there's Zacharia, and there's Zen. You don't need to wave your flag around and say, notice me, notice me, because these are, this is the equivalent of EA, Activision, and... Uh, yeah, Activision, and I don't know, the other big player in video games back yeah. in the day. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's like, these are the... Within this little tiny niche, these are the big dogs. Uh, mm. it, it'd be who's that company that did the uh, the robot pinball? Uh, oh, um, Color Monkey. And, Color Monkey. Uh, yeah, they're the kind of company that would benefit from s- severely slashing their price. Yes, that's right. Because you know it will get more people essentially buying a table that's you know a little bit old now, and it will right. get some more sales in for them. But it's already pretty affordable that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a shame. They actually had, as an aside, that one actually had a release on iOS um, as well for a different table, um, like a, a sort of like an atomic pinball collection they called it, and Definitely. it never made it to Android. And I'm just so disappointed because mm. they had a a um, uh, a Mexican wrestling themed yeah. pinball. Yeah, so Yeah, that's right. It looked great, and um, I just would have really liked the opportunity to play it. But sadly, I don't think they're ever going to port it. Now, as for our influence <laughs> with Farsight. Let's yes. talk about that. <laughs> yes. Jared and I do have people at Farsight that we can and have talked to. Mm. However, our influence, nobody listens to us. Uh, <laughs> it's, we're merely, you might say that we take the input that we get at pimblearcadefan.com. Uh, Hold up into a couple of comments and then tell them about it. Exactly. So yeah. we're kind of the conduit for what we're sensing the community, what their community's temperature is, and kind of saying, hey, guys, you know, we're getting a lot of reports about this particular bug. Can you please look at it? Or, yeah. hey, there's been a lot of, of uh, complaints about, you know, X, Y, or Z. Hmm. Focus your attention, please, on that. But when it comes to, you know, things like the new UI, things like uh, head-to-head that's being semi-baited right now, uh Certainly, when it comes to table choices, nah, we have nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can keep on nagging them until such time as they might go, well, you know what? I, I seem to remember that Jared might have been talking about this particular table right. a little bit. Maybe let's talk about that. But that's that's not what I'd call influence. No. That's just the right table came into sale at the right time, which means that they can therefore buy it. And they would have actually done a whole lot of other calculations about whether it's viable, if it's popular, all those sort of things that they would have done before, you know, buying the table and deciding to convert it. Not me <laughs> or Chris, you know. Now, it's funny, if, like, if, if oh, Farsight yeah. wanted to invite us into a, you know, video conference call for one of their weekly uh, sessions of what's going on with the game, we'd be more than happy to throw our two cents in. But yeah. they haven't That'd exactly invited us. <laughs> No, they haven't. We're not employees. No, we're not. <laughs> we're really not. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we're just two dudes with a few opinions about digital pinball. Just a few. It's funny, it's, it's funny you mentioned the whole, you know, we act as advocates thing, because there yep. was a, uh, leading into to that, there, there was a thread open on the Android forum for Pinball Arcade fans, and it's about feedback about the new UI. And it started off, quite negative, of course, because there were a few rough edges with the UI. And then it started to go into a little bit more specific details about things. And some guys were bringing up some issues about how Android manages state 
or like where you like close the app, it should actually like completely shut down the app and okay. and get it out of memory, right? That's sort of how Android works. And they suspected that it wasn't doing that. So we had a discussion in the forum and I kind of rolled up all their feedback and then put it into the beta channel, um, the feedback notes in there. So I'm sort of acting like a triage person because in my job, what I do as a technical writer and also I'm moving into a slightly different sort of BA style role, business analyst role, is I do that. I go and interview people and I get the way they expect something to work and then I translate that into business requirements. I'm kind of doing that now uh, kind of in a very sort of top level way for um, uh, Pinball Arcade. Again, not getting paid for it just because it's a logical thing to do. Jared, we got to figure out a way to get paid for our opinions. Yeah, but we do. <laughs> It'd be really nice. Like, you know, we have the internet now. It's not like we have to actually be in Big Bear. We could be, you know, video consultants. We could call in and right. could, um, right. lend our, our scare quotes expertise. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm sure they benefit we're the, greatly from it. We're the freelance, we're the freelance uh, uh, opinions, you know. And uh... I think it's more than that, though. Like I, I know that the Farsight do have a lot of dudes that are sort of hanging around in the forum, just sort of testing, I guess, the zeitgeist of what's going on in there at the yeah. moment. Um, but there's nothing like actually having a lot of that rolled up into sort of like a few ideas. Um, for them. And I guess, you know, we do that. Um, well, I'll, and I'll tell you uh, our influence, the, not, not saying yours and I's, but the Pimble Arcade fans forum influence based off this tournament that just ran. I'll tell you an interesting uh, thing that I noticed with that. Uh, but first, mm. a word from a new sponsor. Oh, yeah. So, Loot Crates. I wonder if anyone got on those last week. Um, uh, when we were sort of talking about it, because uh, I was looking back through the past loot crates um, uh, in their website, and there's some pretty cool stuff. Um, I've sort of, I think we've worked out the kind of pattern that you get with the crates. Eh? We were talking about this just before the show. It's like you're almost guaranteed of getting a new shirt in every crate, and then some other bits and pieces. Like it could be, um, like in April's crate, there was a. Uh, a David Bowie from Labyrinth shirt and um, some Harry Potter stuff. And um, there's actually Harry Potter socks and just all sorts of random stuff. So you're almost guaranteed of getting a new item for your wardrobe plus cool stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little, little geeky tchotchkes that, uh, yeah. you know, the kind of thing that, well, Comic-Con is coming up and it's the kind of little things that uh, you'd probably scoop up and throw into your bag and then when you get home you add it all up and you go oh my god i spent how much on all that and here you wouldn't here you wouldn't even have to go to comic-con it would just come right to your house all you have to do is go to trylootcrate.com forward slash blockade enter in the code bridge 10 that'll get you 10 percent off your first order and uh next thing you know you're getting a gift in the mail every single month and who yeah. doesn't love getting those? Shoot, I get uh, uh, you know the, the the shave club box in the mail, and it's always kind of like, oh yeah, that. I mean, it's it's razors, and I'm getting excited about that. Imagine if it was you know clothing and little things that you put on your desk. Yeah, cool stuff. Like that's pretty wicked. So yeah, get on it, give it a go. And if you do, we'd love to see your pictures. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah. Give it a go and see what you think. I mean, it's uh, you can cancel it any time if you want. So you could sign up and give it a go for three months and then you know get rid of it if you didn't like it. So um, they're pretty open with the way you can manage your commitment. So it's really good. You're not locked in. 
Uh, One more time, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash blockade. So Jared, uh, I mentioned about the, the tournament and hmm. that boy ran in and uh, said he created a mascot for us. So I don't know if we're going to be, if I can show this to the camera, this won't oh. be uh, visible to you, our listeners, but uh, my boy likes to make little paper figures. So he <laughs> drew a steel cool. pinball with flippers for arms and is calling this the blockade mascot. I love uh, it. Maybe, maybe I'll take a picture uh, and put it on Twitter for everybody to see. Yep. I think we need to make him into plushies. <laughs> you know what? There's a website for that too. I'm sure there is. No, there is. You, they take kids' drawings and uh, convert them into stuffed animals. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Of course, there's a website for of that. Of course. So we had a uh, uh, a tournament within Pinball Arcade that was uh, hosted and run by Major League Pinball. Mm. They were giving away to the top 50 placers a uh, chance to be in a drawing for an MSI gaming laptop, which was plenty motivation for me to uh, go ahead and uh, play my heart out. Uh, and then uh, if you place in the top 100, they were giving away signed three different signed translites from Stern uh, for various tables. Uh, so looking at, it was only on Steam, and looking at the total amount of players that we had in the tournament, I think it was th like 383, something of that nature, almost 400 people. Yeah. But when I went through the names of all the players, I didn't recognize the majority of them. I mean, there's probably maybe, I don't know, maybe 20 to 30 people from our forum whose name oh. I could, was kind of like, oh, yeah, I recognize them. But that's out of, you know, almost 400. Right. So you think about that, that we actually do have quite a, quite a bit of uh, sway in terms of Farsight valuing our opinion uh, in yeah. the fan forum. Uh, when we're, cause you realize just how small our forum is compared to the vast amount of players that are out there that don't hop onto the forum. And then, that's right. and that's just people that signed up for the, for this tournament, which wasn't, wildly uh, advertised, you know, unless you happen to be in the app and was like, yeah, hey, I wonder if there's a tournament running and clicking on that. I only saw one tweet from Farsight promoting it. And again, that was a, that was a tweet. I think maybe that there was a post on uh, Facebook and that was about the end of it. It wasn't like a daily promoted, you know, instance. I can only imagine how many players are actually out there, but yeah, you know those players aren't having the access to Farsight actually reading what goes on in the fan forum and yeah, uh, right. taking that kind of stuff into account. So they only see what's out there as far as you know what's publicly. What well, I was going to say what's publicly available. I mean, it's not to say that Pimble Arcade fans get any inside word. We don't. We just, I guess, take what's released publicly and then extrapolate it. Yeah, um, like any forum does. Really, any group of people who are enthusiastic about something. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I think some people, the people that typically would be on Facebook or you know maybe Twitter to an extent, are just consumers. They just don't. Yeah. They don't really have a lot of um, investment in it. They go, oh yeah, it, it, good, a new table release, whatever. When's when's Adam's family coming out? <laughs> you know, it's already oh, out. What? Yeah, when did it come out? Oh god. I don't know. Why wasn't I told? <laughs> Uh, is there a Simpsons table yet? Oh, shut yeah, the hell up. Sorry, Simpsons table. Really 
Simpsons. Yeah, it'll be really great. Simpsons pinball party, like every month. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then when that comes out, it'll be. Where's Lord um, of the Rings? It'll be barbed wire. so you know it they they just want that they're just classic consumers and that's fine because you know they are offering a product for our side and their consumers out there will do consumer things and that's fine so let me tell you a little bit about this uh tournament though it Mm. was uh it was different like i said i think farsight basically I mean, they didn't have really anything to do with it other than it was, hey, use our, yeah, use our system and do this tournament. Um, yeah. As we mentioned last time, 10 tables were selected. It was five-minute time limit. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the thing. So after having played in it, I really enjoyed the five-minute length because currently Farsight has a new tournament running on Steam, and it's their typical monthly tournament, and it's back to the 20-minute length. The thing I loved about the five-minute tournament was is that real quickly you could determine, ah, I need to ditch this game. Or you can be like, ooh, I'm on a run, and hopefully I'll get a good you know score at the end of five minutes. Whereas a 20-minute game, it's one of those things where you can... You don't know how many extra balls you're going to go for you know, and be able to run on. You don't know if that one ball is going to last you 10 minutes or 30 seconds. Um you know, you can have that bad first ball and still hold out hope that, you know, ball two and three are going to take you to the promised land. Yeah, but the, totally. the flip side of that is, and I remember this specifically happening to me with Ripley's, which is a table that I know intimately, I know exactly how to score, and I can run it for 45 minutes plus. So the 20-minute time limit, um, I'm feeling the crunch of that 20 minutes. I know what can be done and what can be achieved in that amount of time. But... I'd play it for be you know going for 15 minutes and all of a sudden I'd have a bad streak that lasted a minute and mm. I'd realize nope I'm not going to make my the score that is needed because that 1 minute is all the amount of time that I needed to propel myself up to the upper stratosphere and so then I yep. dumped the game. Well great. Yep. So now I just spent 15 minutes wasted yeah. knowing that I need the perfect 20 minute game that eats up a lot of your time and makes you hate a table real quick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It just saps the life out of you when you're doing that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. This is opposed to playing the five minute tournament, which now the, the table that was utterly frustrating me was creature from the black lagoon. Again, mm-hmm. another table that I have no problem running 45 minutes on. Yeah. Now I've got five minutes. So it's not only was it a matter of, okay, how do I most efficiently get through everything and get the best score possible? Yep. Which I thought I had done. And then I looked on the leaderboard and was like, you got to be kidding me. Tarek scored what? How (laughs) did that, how is that possible in five minutes? Yeah. So I buckled down a little harder and it got to the point where I could hit multi ball consistently, get into the multi ball aspect of it in a minute. Maybe 55 seconds, maybe a minute five, but it was right around there, five, you know, plus or minus five seconds. Then it was a matter of finding the girl, finding the, which sometimes can take you, you know, three shots. Again, yeah. if you're running this perfectly, it takes you three shots to, to yeah. find her maximum. And then it's shooting the balls up into the multiplier, getting up to that four time multiplier. Well, that stuff takes a set amount of time. Yes. 
So by That's the time right. I got the multiplier up to four times, and, th- and sometimes that would be, yeah, firing both balls into it, again, getting it as quickly as humanly possible. I'd look at the little countdown timer at the bottom, and it would say I had two minutes, 42 seconds left or whatever. Okay? Yep. And consistently, that was what was clocking in. So now it's a matter of collecting your jackpot, collecting the super jackpot, and redoing everything, finding the girl again, and then collecting the jackpot, and then supering again. Well, of course, each time you do that, the bumpers, you got to hit the bumpers more times for that super jackpot. My best score, I wound up scoring just a little over 2 billion points in five minutes. That's pretty good. Right? I thought so. It uh, it was good enough to get me to, uh, what was it, sixth place, I think? Eighth or sixth or eighth place. Can't remember which. That's incredible. Um, Eighth place. For sure. Geez. In five minutes. That's like my 20 minute game. (laughs) However, Tarek scored 4.7 billion. Oh, boy. I don't see how that's physically possible. (laughs) Was he just able to do everything that you did, but like three times as faster? Well, that's just it, though. I honestly don't believe you can do get to multi ball faster than I got. Because mm. it, literally, I was getting the kiss lane off the plunge. If you time it right, you can score it immediately. Yeah. I would immediately shoot into the snack bar, get one, uh, light up one of my four target lights that I need to get. That ball would flow down. I'd shoot it straight up into the uh, the lanes. Sometimes I'd get lucky and with four bounces, get all four lanes lit, and then it'd drop down. And then I'd shoot the snack bar three more times. Uh, Again, this is not missing. Just every time, just go bam, 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 bam. Then it bounce over to my left flipper. I shoot the uh, the right lane, the slide, get that going. Now multi-ball is ready for me, right? Yeah. The only way that you can get quicker with finding the girl is if you hit her on, if you find her on your first shot, yep. which I always went for the easy shot, which was a snack bar. Um, but finding her is going to take anywhere from, like I said, you know, maybe five seconds right off the bat to 20 seconds. If you're quick, you know, shooting the, the, the kiss lane and the slide lane. And then, but then it's collecting that multiplier. It takes some time to get, cause that ball's got to travel and it's got to go around the funnel and drop down. And then you got to fire it again. That takes a physical amount of time. There's no speeding that up. All right, that's right. Um, so all I can figure is, is that after he collected the first super jackpot, that he was able to find the girl immediately with one shot shoot two balls up into the lanes, collect all of his uh, pop bumpers immediately. Because I should say that what I did was I got two super jackpots and three jackpots. Um, I never was able to get to the third super jackpot. But he would have had to have gotten not only that third super jackpot, but probably a fourth regular jackpot and maybe even a fifth super jackpot. Or excuse me, maybe even a fourth super jackpot. I'd love to get him on, hey, and just get him to have a chat about how he achieved that in the in the tournament. Because I actually think it would be really interesting to hear how a player at that level in Kimball Arcade does that. You know what I mean? I mean, it had to be a perfect run. That's just yeah. it. It had to have been an absolute perfect run with no misses whatsoever. Yeah. In five yeah. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be it. So yeah, that was that was quite quite humbling. Um, mm. So I was playing the tournament. I was sitting usually in like round, call it 37th place, right? Mm. So I was in the top 50, which is cool. And then we get to the final 24 hours and I go check my status and all of a sudden I'm at 42 and then at 47. (laughs) And I'm like, no, what's going on? So I'm frantically trying to figure out 
what tables I should play that I actually have a chance of improving my score in five minutes. Cause some tables I'm just terrible at. Um, yeah. And I wasn't going to increase my score and it'd just be a whole bunch of wasted five minute periods of like me trying. Big shot, big like, shot for example. <laughs> like big shot. Um, you know, I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to score more in TX sector. Uh, yeah. you know, there was just tables like that that weren't, weren't doing it for me. So anyway, I was kind of, I was keeping under, you know, I was probably call it again, 44th to 48th place kind of dancing around there. And mm. then within the final, call it 16 hours, all of a sudden I was at 53rd. I was like, oh. and it was really hard for me to, to, I was like, do I care? Can I let this go? No, because I'm too damn close to being put into that drawing. <laughs> and it was like, if it wasn't for that drawing, I would have just been like, eh, whatever. But yeah. I'd also kick myself if I missed it being that close to having a chance at winning. You know, again, it's a one in 50 chance then of the draw for for being drawn, hmm. uh, which I don't know if they've had the drawing yet. We haven't heard a winner. Um, hmm, okay. But so I'm sitting there battling and I got myself at the uh, when the tournament was supposed to close. I wound up plopping in at 49th place. <laughs> 49th. So not only that, not only that, but it was a three-way <laughs> tie. 48th and 50th had the exact same score as I did. Oh boy! <laughs> so yeah, I, I I kind of take pride in in always doing that. Like I know I'll never get the top score, but it's kind of fun being just last place, knowing that you weren't first loser. Getting <laughs> so, a wooden spoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that it's is, amazing uh, how many times with these tournaments that that's exactly me. You know, when it's a matter of going from say bronze to silver level, um, mm. I could care less about getting first place. I just want to make the cutoff. And, yeah, exactly. And more often than not, I'm right there at the cutoff. <laughs> yeah. It, well, look, good on you for getting into the draw. I hope you pick up a nice little uh, tidy laptop to play on. Dude, that'd, that'd be, be pretty sweet. sweet. That'd so be really sweet. sweet. That'd be pretty good bragging rights to show that off on the uh, Blab session, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. It would oh, be. That that competition, of course, would have only been open to um, US residents, right? So even if I did have a Steam account, it wouldn't have been down here. Mm, that's not correct. Oh, really? It was worldwide. Worldwide. Oh, yeah. Good on them for doing that. Because it, yeah. it's uh, knowing how difficult it is for, like, you know, lotteries and sweepstakes and stuff like this around the world, that's no mean feat to achieve, to get the right permissions to do that. So yeah. that's pretty good. Good on them. I mean, there never was a claim that you couldn't be a resident of anywhere else. So I'm just, you know, I didn't look at the fine print. <laughs> you just went, hey, this is the tournament that's being run in my country. Sign me up. I should be able to play this. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So now that we're, but now we're back to the 20 minute tournaments and I've already started one and I'm already hating it. So I probably won't complete it. <laughs> yeah, totally change the format one month. Just go, you know what? It's a five minute tawny month and go fill your boots because it would throw everyone off completely. They'd do it across all platforms too. And actually, uh, yeah. Well, Get Tarek people. actually even came onto the forum and said, he goes, this is really weird for me because I'm not, I'm having to rethink my strategy for how to approach yeah. a table because he's a very, very conservative player. Uh, whenever, you, whenever you read any of his strategies of getting these insanely high scores, 
it is about taking only the safest of safe shots, ignoring anything that causes uh, the ball to go wild on you. Yep. And it's a boring strategy, but it's what you have to do in order to achieve these big points. Scores. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's all about grinding, right? It's the right. same shot 200 times or yeah. whatever, you know? And you just can't do, do that in five minute play. tournament. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was my experience with the tournament. But, uh, you know what, Jared? We've had uh, kind of a string of doing long podcasts, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, we, we tend to talk a lot about stuff, <laughs> strangely enough, right? So why don't we have a short one? Yeah, let's do that. Let's have a, a short one. All right. So that's it, gang. That's, we appreciate uh, everybody listening. We would love for you to uh, comment, participate with us. You can hit either one of us up on uh, Twitter, at Jared Morgs or at Shut Your Traps course if you want to communicate directly with the show it's at blockade you can also check out our website blockadepinball.com or email us at blah blah blockade at gmail.com so yeah that's going to do it for us uh this week mm. we will be back with more pinball loveliness next week Join us if you will. Uh, we tend to send out a notification that uh, we're recording on Blab. You can join us, hop in the comments, post any questions that you want live, and we can make them a part of this very show. Absolutely. All right. Until then, we will uh, talk again next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you later. Wizardamusement.com, the West Coast leader in classic pinball. Makers of custom pinball shooter rods to buyer specifications. Swap out your standard ball plunger with something themed to your specific table. Installs in less than five minutes with no custom tools. Even if you don't own a table, looks great as a pinball memento to admire. Prices start at $39, but mention Blockade Podcast to receive 10% off your order. Wizardamusement.com. Sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't prove unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball. There's a website for everything. <laughs> some of them will just happen to get you in trouble with the FBI. Um, Gotta live on the edge. You absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got going on there, Sienna? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a kernel seed. I'm still recording here, darling. I won't be long. <laughs> oh, dear. Gotta have those moments. <laughs>